Lombo was more interested in the quiet little office below him than in the flamboyant temple above. He was a lucid southerner, incapable of conceiving himself as anything but a Catholic or an atheist, and new religions of a bright and pallid sort were not much in his line. But humanity was always in his line, especially when it was good-looking. Moreover, the ladies downstairs were characters in their way. The office was kept by two sisters, both slight and dark, one of them tall and striking. She had a dark, eager, and aquiline profile, and was one of those women whom one always thinks of in profile, as of the clean-cut edge of some weapon. She seemed to cleave her way through life. She had eyes of startling brilliancy. But it was the brilliancy of steel rather than of diamonds, and her straight, slim figure was a shade too stiff for its grace. Her younger sister was like her shortened shadow, a little greyer, paler, and more insignificant. They both wore a business-like black, with little masculine cuffs and collars. There are thousands of such curt, strenuous ladies in the offices of London, but the interest of these lay rather in their real than their apparent position. For Pauline Stacy, the elder, was actually the heiress of a crest, and half a county as well as great wealth. She had been brought up in castles and gardens, before a frigid fierceness, peculiar to the modern woman, had driven her to what she considered a harsher and a higher existence. She had not, indeed, surrendered her money— in that there would have been a romantic or monkish abandon, quite alien to her masterful utilitarianism. She held her wealth, she would say, for use upon practical social objects. Part of it she had put into her business, the nucleus of a model typewriting emporium. Part of it was distributed in various leagues and causes for the advancement of such work among women. How far Joan— her sister and partner, shared this slightly prosaic idealism, no one could be very sure. But she followed her leader with a dog-like affection, which was somehow more attractive, with its touch of tragedy, than the hard, high spirits of the elder. For Pauline Stacy had nothing to say to tragedy. She was understood to deny its existence. Her rigid rapidity and cold impatience had amused Flambeau very much on the first occasion of his entering the flats. He had lingered outside the lift in the entrance hall, waiting for the lift boy, who generally conducts strangers to the various floors. But this bright-eyed falcon of a girl had openly refused to endure such official delay. She said sharply that she knew all about the lift, and was not dependent on boys or men either. Though her flat was only three floors above, she managed, in the few seconds of ascent, to give Flambeau a great many of her fundamental views in an off-hand manner. They were, to the general effect, that she was a modern working woman and loved modern working machinery. Her bright black eyes blazed with abstract anger against those who rebuke mechanic science and ask for the return of romance. Everyone, she said, ought to be able to manage machines, just as she could manage the lift. She seemed almost to resent the fact of Flambeau opening the lift door for her.
and that gentleman went up to his own apartments, smiling with somewhat mingled feelings at the memory of such spitfire self-dependence. She certainly had a temper of a snappy, practical sort. The gestures of her thin, elegant hands were abrupt, or even destructive. Once, Flambeau entered her office on some typewriting business and found she had just flung a pair of spectacles belonging to her sister into the middle of the floor and stamped on them. She was already in the rapids of an ethical tirade about the sickly medical notions and the morbid admission of weakness implied in such an apparatus. She dared her sister to bring such artificial, unhealthy rubbish into the place again. She asked if she was expected to wear wooden legs, or false hair, or glass eyes, and as she spoke, her eyes sparkled like the terrible crystal. Flambeau, quite bewildered with this fanaticism, could not refrain from asking this.